Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Uh, our good buddy Stephen Watson, sports reporter and anchor for WISN 12 News in Milwaukee, joining us on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Stephen, how you doing? I'm doing well, Bill. How are you? We are good. Uh, let's start off with uh, with something positive, and that's the NBA. I guess give me your level of, uh, of excitement and thought that we're finally going to get, or at least seemingly going to get, some NBA games, and hopefully we can crown a champion, and we all expect the Bucks to be there at some point or another. Yeah, it's really exciting. I mean, it's exciting to have a date on the calendar, just like it was exciting a little over a month ago when we could circle the NFL draft as something to talk about. We now have July 31st as a date circled on our calendar for the return of the NBA season. Um, I think it's great for fans. I think the NBA, it's really they've really – taking the bull by the horns throughout this entire situation. I mean, they were the leaders in shutting down basketball and really starting this wave during the pandemic of stopping sports. And it's only fitting that they're the ones that were able to figure it out first on how to return safely and finish this season uh, ahead of the other major sports. Um, With basketball coming back, I, I guess the only trepidation I have is, God forbid, say like, Giannis test positive you know what I mean and then the deflation of what could have been so I know we're doing it and we're glad to have everybody back I think we're also doing it holding our breath right yeah and I I just think that's how we're going to work as a world uh, for the foreseeable future Um, I I think that Adam Silver's made it very clear that if they return they're going to do it in the safest way possible but a positive test is not going to shut down the league again and they have to have those type of scenarios in place where teams will have to potentially move on without a star who might test positive. And I think that's why they're using this campus environment and they're going to do everything in their power, uh, whether it's at the practice facilities in the next few weeks when they're gearing up for going down to Orlando and then when they get to Orlando of essentially putting a bubble around that place and making sure that they avoid those type of situations. But I do know from what I've read that Adam Silver said a positive test is not going to shut us down. We, I know they're still working through that right now, the safety protocols in particular with the players at this point, but um, I, I don't see how something like that can shut it down. That, that's going to be for every sport moving forward. We're just going to have to deal with it as it comes. It's a case-by-case basis, and you move on, and you, you try and get everybody healthy, and there might be some two-week um, quarantines for some players, um, but for the NBA, they're going to try and get this done as quickly as possible to avoid 
any of those situations. Talking with Stephen Watson, sports reporter and anchor for WISN 12 in Milwaukee. You can find him at WISN underscore Watson. Uh, let's go to baseball because baseball today, I mean, on my page, I put up the question, baseball can't be this stupid, and, and adjectives to describe baseball. There is not one positive comment coming out about the owners or the players at this point. As a matter of fact, it's it's a lot of profane vitriol. Um, it, how bad does baseball look in your eyes right now? Baseball reminds me of what we've seen recently with the NCAA, and it's that they can't seem to get out of their own way. They have an opportunity to capitalize on a market and be the first sport back and really be in the spotlight for worldwide sports, continue to grow the game after the PR hit that they took in their last strike about 20 years ago. And they haven't been the same. Baseball has not been America's sport since that strike because I know that rubbed a lot of people the wrong way and it was about money and here we are in 2020 with much larger issues in our world than sports and you have an opportunity for a game to come back to give everybody a sense of normalcy once again and baseball can't get out of its own way and they've made it very clear it's about money and honestly I, I think that the players have been put in this position of being backed so far into a corner that they are made to look like the bad guys in this situation. They've proposed this 114-game schedule, and they agreed to a deal with the owners in March. And now the owners are coming back, and they're making it less games to make sure that their paybooks don't get hit as hard because more games means more games in empty stadiums, which costs them more because there aren't fans to fill it up. And it's really sad. It's really a shame for not only the players that want to be out there and have made it very clear that they agreed to their deal, they're ready to play. It's just so sad for us as fans and for us as a society where people are losing jobs and people are sick and people are looking for a distraction and anything that can take their mind off of this worldwide pandemic. And baseball has found a way to get in their own way and it's it's unfortunate for the sport it's unfortunate for the players and it only looks worse that you have other leagues that are figuring it out like the nba and like soccer we've seen worldwide come back and make it work um question do you think uh because baseball has not proposed a drop dead date neither side but both sides have said that we're not really talking right now i mean we're not doing this we're not negotiating over over you know pay anymore is there in your eyes a drop dead date is it because a lot of speculation was well if they didn't get a deal done this week then the midnight hour really becomes about wednesday of next week do you believe that or do you think that baseball has a different date in mind to where they're just going to say you know what can't come to an agreement talk to you later i think that there's still a little bit of wiggle room in there um i i personally don't think that a shortened season would be a bad thing for the game i think the biggest you know, thing that's hurting baseball right now is that they've clearly made it about money. I don't think it's actually about the number of games that they're able to play. If, if they have a 50-game season, I think that actually could be great for the sport. I, I really do. I, I think that it would make for really intense games. Um, yes, the season would have a bit of an asterisk next to it, and you take records and all that type of stuff out of it. But I, I don't think that there's quite a panic date yet. But from an operations standpoint, when you're talking about coming back to facilities and making sure that the guys are ready. And the longer that they wait, the longer that the guys have to 
warm up and, and get their bodies ready, especially for pitchers. I know that's the one position that a lot of the Brewers, you know, players and representatives have discussed is going to be the, the toughest for this situation to come back from. But overall, I, I think there is an opportunity to still capitalize for baseball. I just don't know if they're now going to be the first sport back. And you look at the long-term effect of this, I think the NBA is going to use this time period as an example for moving forward, and they're going to shift their schedule, and they're going to compete directly with baseball in the summertime, I believe, moving forward. And they're going to continue to own the fans that baseball could have had by coming back earlier. Uh, I want to move my sights real quick uh, up to Green Bay. Uh, And you and I have not really spoken since the draft, but uh, the question that many are asking, and I've asked numerous times, is did the Packers get better? Did they stay the same, or did they get worse uh, with the draft and what they've done this offseason, considering they were only, you know, a game away from getting to a Super Bowl? Yeah, it's hard for me. I, I, I don't like to overreact to drafts just because I remember a few years ago, you know, we were all super thrilled in, I think, 2015 when they went with Demarius Randall and Quentin Rollins as their one-two, and everybody thought that they were going to come back and, and be the saviors in the secondary, and we know how that panned out. So I like to give it about three years before I, I talk about draft classes. But I, I do think that um, their off-season moves, I think Funches is going to be better than people give credit for. And I would have liked them to see them address the defense a little bit sooner. Um, so I, I wouldn't say that they got better for the short term. I will say that the moves that they made in the offseason, I think, will help them more so than the draft class that they added this year. And there are going to be years like that in the NFL draft where you can't find an impact guy right out of the gates with your first-round pick. And clearly, they uh, they felt like they wanted to find their quarterback of the future in the first round. So I, I would say they did not get better, but they did not get worse. Um, it's probably my PR-friendly answer on that one for you, Bill. Oh, well, you know what? It's I, I understand because it's tough to evaluate guys that have not played. You don't know what the injury status may be of guys that may go down and then guys that do have to play. Uh, I guess uh, well, were you – I also think, Bill, like with, with this season, um, it's going to be a really tough year for rookies because they're not getting these off-season workouts that normal rookie classes are getting. They're doing everything from home right now, and I know they're starting to open up facilities a little bit, but I, I think that this rookie class is going to – have more of a learning curve to overcome by just not getting the reps and not being inside the facility and not talking face-to-face with coaches and all that. I I think that that's going to be a real thing for a lot of these teams. And next year it's going to be almost like two rookie classes are with these teams. That's why I I don't think it's that bad of a draft class for the Packers because I don't think many teams are going to expect that much out of these young players right now, given given the state of football. Yeah, I, well, that's a great point because I don't think any rookie is going to have a, a high expectation coming into the season just because they have not had the the you know the ability to have OTAs and mini camps and all that kind of stuff as as well. I completely agree, uh, Stephen. Appreciate it as always. Hopefully, uh, we either have basketball or baseball or something good going on the next time you and I chat. Okay. Yeah, I, I, we're gonna have basketball, and I I did talk to Kyle Corver yesterday, and he said. These games are going to be like the best and most intense pickup games that we've ever seen. And they're not going to have fans in Orlando, but I think the players are excited. And I know we're certainly excited to have something to talk about and talk about how basketball is going to look here in the next month. 
This is going to be – I agree with you. I appreciate it. Uh, I agree. I think that uh, these are going to be like those AAU games where you see like five games going on in the gym at once. It's just going to be one game. I realize that. But this is going to be where the other team's probably sitting in the stands watching it, and these two teams are battling back and forth. And, you know, and then you're going to get another game right after that. This is this is going to be uh, this is going to be interesting, and I'm pretty excited just to see games back, but I'm pretty excited as well. Stephen, great to talk to you. He drops off. There you go. That is uh, Stephen Watson from WISN 12 in Milwaukee joining us for a couple of minutes on the Schneider Orange Hotline. Schneider hiring drivers right now. You work hard. They treat you fair. 80-plus years they've been getting it done. Call them 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. 844-PRIDE or go to schneiderjobs.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.